Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's daily meeting. Glad to have each and every one of you on on today. Um, all right, I have the privilege of running today's meeting, um, and I wanted to uh, see uh, Dee Marie. Did you want to speak at this time? Um, sure. Okay. Everyone, I want we want to thank you all so much for your prayers, your positive vibe, encouragement. Um, Antonio's mother transitioned yesterday morning. Um, so he may not be on the calls this week. Um, but we know him. He still may show up. But if you can just send him some positive, continue to send him positive vibes and energy, um, he misses his mom. He misses his mom. Last night was pretty tough because for the past, what, three months now? She's been sleeping six feet away from him. And so last night was pretty tough. Um, he was the one who found her. And she went in her sleep. So it was peaceful. But please continue to pray for Antonio. Pray for his kids. Pray for Monique, who you've heard him mention several times. She was his mom's caregiver. Also his ex-wife. So and she was... We are extremely grateful for her because she was 
very, she was a very important person during this process. Um, but please keep all of them in your prayers, especially Antonio. The things that I've seen him do over the last three months, I haven't known anybody that strong. Um, but for those of you just joining us, uh, Antonio's mother transitioned yesterday morning. And so we will be getting all of the arrangements together. Um to lay her to rest properly the way she deserves but he misses his mom so if y'all can just continue to send him positive vibes and positive energy that would be most grateful and we thank all of you we thank each and every one of you Right. Grace. Deanna, you're in our prayers as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Uncle Jerome. All right. All right. Thank you, Dean Marie. I wanted that to come from you. It, it was better coming from you than from me. All right. All right. Uh, thank you, Jamal. Um, definitely um, praying for Antonio and family. Um, during this time so most some of us know what that's like some of us don't know what it's like to lose a parent some of you on this call do so you know all that you know all that he's going through thank you d <laughs> d gave me a private message to breathe okay Okay. <laughs> now, today's topic is questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. Questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. And so we're going to get into this. And so y'all know, when I run a meeting, we're all in school. Okay, we in a classroom, and I'm not the only one talking. Okay, <laughs> it is participation is required. Okay, <laughs> participation is required. So the topic again i know some people just came in so i want to make sure that they have it on in the chat here we go so today's topic again questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves pretty sure we're not going to get through all these questions today because some of us who are really willing and open so that you can help your businesses and when you ask these questions ask yourself these questions then you can go through and see what it is that you may need to tweak something you may need to add, something you may need to take away, okay? So y'all know me, we're just gonna jump right into it. So question number one, how can we become the company that would put us out of business? I'm gonna put, I'm, I'm gonna put all these questions in the chat too, okay? How can we become the company that would put us out of business? Now here, Antonio, ask that question all the time or not ask the question but tell us hey one of the things you want to do one of the things you want to do is write out all the ways you can put yourself out of business you know what are some things that you know that you could do um what if what are some things that you've seen others do with companies he said hey go look at the reviews always go look at the reviews and not the five four or five star reviews no go look at the one two and three star reviews and see what that company is not doing and then that way, when you do it, you can put yourself out of business, right? So you want to ask yourself the question, <clears throat> what, how can we become the company that will put us out of business? Anybody want to take a crack at that right now? One of those Melissa? answers needs yes. to be scaling too quickly. Oh, can you expound on that, please, Melissa? <laughs> if you scale too quickly, you haven't put your principles in place, your people in place. You haven't put um systems into place you're just going by gut feelings you're not actually seeing what works what doesn't you have to scale slowly so if you're scaling too quickly 
if you say you're going to open five locations this year, what systems are you not putting in place? You're not going to have five locations next year. You're going to have maybe one. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that, Melissa. Anyone else want to uh, chime in on that? Again, the topic is questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. And the first question was, how can we become the company that will put us out of business? Melissa said, scaling too quickly. Yeah, going by that gut. Okay, Some, sometimes that works, but you want to you have that plan, like Melissa said. A system, and the plan is the systems. You want to put the, have systems in place. Um, I hear Antonio talk about it all the time. Poke holes, poke holes in your plan. Say, okay, well, what if this happens? Well, what if this happens? I don't know. That that could be a great part of it too. Okay. Um, Antonio and I just went into business together. And so he said, You gotta answer these questions. You 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 did it to yourself. You became a CEO. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you gotta answer these questions. You know, so with, with our own business that we have, he he said, answer these questions as well. So how can we become the company that will put us out of business? Think about your business and what it is that you're doing and ask yourself, what, what could I do to put me out of business? Are there some things? Oh, go ahead, Melissa. What's your economics look like? What, what does the economic climate look like in your marketplace? What's your uh, competitors doing? What's your business plan look like? Okay. Now it was a it was the third thing. You said economic climate, business plan, and it was something else you said. Economic what's your um competitors doing? Competitors, okay. All right, all right. Now, I know y'all on here got businesses. Y'all want to answer these questions? I have a question that would be um advisable to be asking about that, and that is okay. What is what would be your projection for both financial and for where you see your company being in the next few years? And when I say few years, I would say no further than two by two years, because you would have to have, like Melissa said, the systems in place. And not only that, sometimes um your business changes if you're not prepared to change with it and know those things that are changing within that business then you're definitely so i would say those questions would come into play all right thank you so much miss sandra okay miss sandra getting ahead I think Ms. Sandra wrote my notes. She read my, she read my notes, okay? Because that's kind of my next question. Don't be reading my notes, Ms. Sandra, okay? Let me, get, <laughs> let me get to the people, okay? Okay, uh, good morning for everyone. Um, if you're just joining us, the topic is questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. And the first question we have is, how can we become the company that would put us out of business? Okay, so um, Melissa gave some great ways. She said, um, scaling too quickly, is a great way you got to have a you have to have systems in place um um she's asked what's your economic climate what's your business plan what are your competitors doing um okay josephus you said marketing or customer service okay okay can, okay can you expound on that Ms. Kim, um, being rude to your customers not delivering when you say you're going to deliver um mm. Yeah, those would be the top things that I would think. Okay, okay, that's good. All right, Mr. Josephus, did you, are you able to speak? If not, uh, until he is, go ahead, Antoine. I see your mic is unmuted. Yes. Oh, okay. Go ahead, sir, and then uh, Antoine, I'll get you. Uh, marketing. Okay, you want to you want to expound on that? Uh, having a fun where. People can know where you're at and what you're doing. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Mr. Antoine. Yes, I was I was gonna piggyback on what Kim said about customer service and as well as uh, having a system 
that is designed to make sure that your customers are, needs are being met and what you what you have said that you're going to do that it's going that you're doing it it's so it's already built in the system that you put uh, the follow-ups the follow-throughs uh, making sure that you're able to meet all of the desires and what what she said about scaling too quickly as well you know if you if your system knowing how much your system can handle at one given point and so you don't want to scale bigger than your system can handle it so what melissa was saying about scaling so okay. that's what i want that all right thank you mr antoine go ahead uh, tracy uh -oh. Tracy, can you hear me? Okay, okay, no worries. All right, so those are some great ways. Thank you all for uh, answering those questions. Um, let's see. Like, what you want to do also is look at what you're doing in your business and see how can I, how can I make it 10 or 100 times, how can we make it 10 to 100 times better? to put the company that we have now out of business as well. Like see what it is that you're doing. Like for, for example, Amazon comes to mind. I don't know if they're intentionally trying to put Walmart out of business, but Amazon is creating brick and mortar stores. It, Amazon don't need no brick and mortar stores. <laughs> they, you can go online and get everything you need, but- They have opened brick and mortar stores, but also mm -hmm. closed those stores down. Really? Wow. Because the systems that they're trying to in place are not in place. Ah, so they're okay. still tr trying in error with it. Give gotcha. another five to 10 years. We'll have Amazon brick and mortar. But right now their systems are not able to comprehend what they're doing. Mm, okay. So there you go. I want to uh, piggyback Josephus. Go ahead, Jamal. He, I think Josephus said uh, marketing. And uh, from that one, I was going to say uh, your offer in marketing. Uh, your offer can put yourself or another person out of business if the offer is better. You know, kind of like what uh, we we're talking about here with with Amazon. You know, they they're trying to do a better offer than what you know Walmart is doing or whatever. And they they already succeeded in putting several thousand built businesses out of business with their their marketing offer, which is we'll get it to you by your house tomorrow. And uh, I've lived that before, you know, working with somebody and we were, you know, doing some work for them and they said, I don't have this part. And I said, well, let's just try on Amazon right quick. We hop on Amazon, to the part will be here tomorrow by 2 p.m. And sure enough, he called me at 10 a.m. because he got there early. I went over and finished that job the next day. And, I was, and we just shook our head and was like, hey, Jeff Bezos did it again. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know, so marketing for me, um, your office. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Antonio, thank you, um, Jamal. Antonio always talks about having an irresistible offer for your customers, you know, something, you know, an offer that they can't refuse, you know? Um, and so that that's another great way to become the company to put yourself out of business, right? So all of the, all of the answers you have, you all have, have uh, explained are very well, uh, having systems in place, um, scaling too quickly, um, having great customer service, okay? That customer service is <laughs> very important, okay? The marketing, um, the the offer, the irresistible offers, things like that. So thank you all very much for that. All right, if you're just joining us, today's topic is questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. And the first question we were talking about is how can we become the company that will put us out of business? Now, our next question, before I move on to the next question, was there anyone else who had anything they wanted to share? Okay. Next question. This, this is when, when I put this question in here, I, I, this is how I was saying Miss Sandra was uh, on my, uh, my notes. All right. Are we relevant? Will we be relevant five years from now, 10 years from now? That's another question you need to ask yourself about your company. Are we relevant? And will we be relevant five years from now? Will we be relevant 10 years from now based on your company and what it is that you do? Is your company relevant? And will your company be relevant five years from now and even 10 years from now? Okay. 
You want to look at everything that you're doing? Saying, okay, Uncle Jerome is an author. He's a poet. He's going to have a podcast with Uncle Jerome, giving the great advice that Uncle give, you know? So is, is Uncle Jerome relevant today? No, for real, I'm asking y'all. Is Uncle Jerome relevant today? I told y'all. No, he's real. not. Why not? Because I ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, now, yes, he is now relevant. Now pull me out, the thing that's running through my mind is, and this is something that Antonio hits on and it's and it's resonating with me, is we should treat our business the way we treat our relationships. We need to date our customers. We're supposed to be dating our, our significant others, but date our customers because the bottom line is, is that when you get that customer, if you date them properly, they will be a return customer. Not only will they be a return customer, they will tell other people about how well you treated them. That's a way to make money. So that's something that's in the back of my mind as an entrepreneur. Don't forget to date your customers. All right, now. Thank you so much. Rome, Rome Baltimore Zone. Okay, I'm going to get Antoine, and then I'm going to get, uh, I heard. I think I heard Renee talking, and then Miss Frida. Go ahead, Antoine. So, um, you know, being relevant, one of the things that I would say is looking at the blockchain technology, uh, if you're going to be relevant in 10 years from now, five years from now, because move, things are shifting, the technology people are using are shifting. But if you want to stay and, you know, taking credit card, I mean, not credit cards, but checks and things of that nature, you got to stay relevant with the, you know, currency and, and see what the signs of the times and how things are moving. And so you want to, um, definitely look in the crypto market and or blockchain technology and how that can advance your, your business if you want to stay relevant as the technology continues to increase. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. He is right. You got to stay uh, up to date to stay relevant. So like, um, what's a, an example? Um, when I taught school, I would always, I'm a big hip hop fan anyway, hip hop, R&B and all that kind of stuff. And so I would always listen to the latest stuff that came out on the radio. So when my kids came in seeing that inappropriate stuff, <laughs> I said, hey, what's that mean that you just sang? And they'll be surprised that I know about the song. Like, yeah, I know about the song because you know about the song. <laughs> I got to stay relevant, relevant. I had to stay relevant with my children. And it also helped me in teaching math because when I knew what they liked, like at the time, Minecraft was in, uh, Minecraft still is in, but at the time it was really heavy. And so when I stayed up to date with that, I could use that in getting them to learn math because I knew what they liked. They liked video games, they liked YouTube, they liked shoes, they liked money, they liked music. And so I used all those things to help teach the lesson and get concepts across to them. Um, so um, thank you, Antoine, for that. Um, I heard, uh, Renee, go ahead. Um, I would definitely say that for me, my my writing business, it, it will definitely um, continue to be relevant because we always are going to need writers and people are not always going to have the time to write their own things. Um, of course, the markets and things that I will write will, of course, will continue to change. And I probably will end up dialing a whole lot more into the copywriting and that will always continue to be to be relevant. So certain things, of course, I might have to shift into. Um, but yeah, you're always going to need writers. You're always going to need uh, need that. It's 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 because people don't necessarily always have the time to to sit down and do their own. They're always going to be looking to to hire somebody else that can put their thoughts, what's in their head, and make a reality. So um, I would definitely say that will always be relevant. And um, of course, in our podcast, you know, we talk about relationships. There's always going to be relationships. There's always going to be different people that are um, that are going to have relationships similar to Jay's and mine, but they might not necessarily know um, 
that there are other people that have that 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 um, those kind of relationships. I didn't really know about relationships like ours until I was in one. <laughs> so um, as you continue to reach out then to people, they know that there's other people that are also growing and loving, but just look different from the normal, I guess, or the normal or, the, or what we typically see. So yeah, I would say that, yeah, we're relevant. Yep, yep, yep. All right, all right. Antoine gave you a thumbs up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Renee. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Ms. Rita, did I hear you earlier? Okay. Maybe not. Okay. All right. All right. Anybody else want to uh, chime in on this question? Are we relevant? Will we be relevant five years from now, 10 years from now? Um, this is about your business. So I just want to make sure. Go ahead, Ms. Frida. Uh, sorry, Grace. I was driving and dropped the phone. But no, I was okay, please. No, stay alive. <laughs> stay alive. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to speak on Uncle Jerome and just say he is so relevant. And he has no idea how many people really could benefit from um, his mentorship. Um, so he's very relevant and he don't really need money. Jerome, you just need more opportunities. And that's all I got. You all have an amazing day. All right. Thank you, Ms. Rita. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's it, Jerome. Grace, yes. Yes, sir. I agree with um, Ms. Rita because not only Rummy Rum's a comedian, but he's a soldier. He's an author. He's a, like the wife just said, he's awesome. He's an author. He's a, a, a poet. So yeah, the money may not be there yet, but you're still relevant because of who you are. And the character, oh wow, don't get me started. I feel like I'm about to preach. <laughs> but Come the on, character. Prophet. Come on, prophet. Let him know. <laughs> but the <laughs> Rome, but the character that you are. Come on. The uh, uh um uh the aroma. I think that's I think that's that's what the aroma, the um I can't think of the word that I want to think of, but yeah, you that and more. So um, never say you're not relevant just because it's not there right now, but it's coming. Hiya, it's, mm, it's coming. I'm sorry, y'all. Antoine, get me. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> all right, okay. So I think Ayo said, yes, he is great. Love him, Rome, Rome. Okay. That's what I was going with the with the relevant part. You know, someone someone always needs somebody to have to get that 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 great advice from, you know, to who has been there and you know, who has had that experience of what it's like to go through that certain situation, or even if you haven't gone through that situation, you'll come with a, uh the advice that you give will come with a, a level head and not uh, pop off. If I was you, I'd do this, you know, no. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you have lived, you have lived sometimes, sir. And so you understand, <laughs> hey, you may need to step back, take a pause and then do this, you know, then go back or whatever. But, but yes, sir. All right. All right. Those of us just joining us, today's topic, questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. We've gone over the first two questions. We won't be, get, we won't get through all these questions today. Uh, but the first question we did was, how can we become the company that would put us out of business? You want to ask that question about specific, these are questions specifically for your company. And are we relevant? Will we be relevant five years from now, 10 years from now? Okay, those are the first two questions. Anybody else want to chime in on question number two? Or if you thought about something with question number one, no worries. All right, we're going to keep going here. Question number three, put this in the chat. If energy were free, what would we do differently? If energy were free, what would we do differently? Now, the CEO of Zappos, Tony Saya, I hope I said his name, his last name correctly. I have no idea. Please forgive me, Mr. Tony, if I didn't. 
He explains, this is a thought experiment to see how you would reconfigure the business if you had different resources available or knew that different resources would one day become available. Another question might be, what if storage was free? Or what if labor costs half as much or twice as much? So if energy were free, what would we do differently? Okay, if energy were free, what would you do differently with your company? Okay, now, I know y'all know, I know y'all got some thoughts rolling around in your head. Okay, if energy were free, what would we do differently? If labor costs were half as what half as much as they cost, what would you do differently? If you if there's some storage or something you needed, okay. I see Melissa, it, it, then Mr. Josephus. Okay, so if there's no, electric is free, energy is free. So we take Trant or we take anything digital. Now you can have your server farms because it's going to cost nothing to run the servers versus on a server farm. I think it's $1.2 million a year just to run the server farm. So if you think of Twitch, they're paying in electric $1.2 million. If that's free, now they can actually add a second server farm and reach more customers. Okay, y'all heard her because I cannot go behind that, okay? <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Ms. Melissa. Mr. Josephus, go ahead. Same thing, thank you. Okay, so he said ditto. <laughs> he said ditto. All right. Melissa did a great job at explaining that. All right. So anyone else, okay, if energy were free, what would we do differently? Think about your business and really, you know, ask yourself, what would I do differently if energy were free? Okay. I, I would chime in with, the, um, you know, same lines with Melissa and being able to use uh, blockchain technology, you, you, you need computer, you need energy. And so being able to put, um, make devices that doesn't absorb a lot of, in, or whether it absor absorbs a lot of energy or not wouldn't be relevant because that was, that's one of the um, downfalls of the blockchain technology right now uh, is all the energy that it's consumed it consumes and to operate it, to operate the computers that it needs to uh, to hold the information and to continue to disseminate the information. And so being able to, if energy wasn't a problem, then uh, that, that, would, that would make things move much faster. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Antoine. Okay. Those of y'all with, with your businesses, please be, you know, really answering these questions. People are, are saying, you know, their the answers to their questions for their companies. And so you want to make sure that you're really answering these questions so that your company can grow and thrive to the level that you desire for it to grow. All right. If you're just joining us, we're talking about questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. Okay, so recap on our questions. Number one, how can we become the company that will put us out of business? Number two, are we relevant? Will we be relevant five years from now, even 10 years from now? And question three, if energy were free, what would we do differently? All right, anyone else have anything uh, they'd like to share about question number three? If energy was free, what would we do differently? All right, all right. Now. Question number four, what is it like, all right now, hold on, <laughs> what is it like to work for me? Uh-huh, everybody, you cannot be quiet on this, okay? Come on, what is it like to work for me? All right, you got to be honest with yourself. Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because ner the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, 
maybe a you know a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two y'all know what i'm talking about also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real life cheat code seriously like a real life cheat code and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie it just loves a good plot twist so listen to merit wallet's smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app today trust me future you will thank you what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, what is it like to work for me? You know, you want to you want to be able to answer that question. So what is it like to work for you? OK, law, what is it like to work for you? I don't know if you can answer. I'm just naming people that's us that I see on the screen. OK, Dr. Ken, what is it like to work for you? Mr. Otis, Ms. Kim, Melissa, Mr. Phil, what is it like to work for you? Shelly. I take a punch at that. Come on, Miss Andre. I'm at work, but I'm not working right now. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a plus for me. Um, I, I have been told that it is interesting. It is pleasurable. However, it is get your get your job done. Not playing with you. Whatever you need to do. It need to be done. Whatever assignment you feel you're supposed to be doing, then that's what need to be done. So I would say I I, I feel it's it's quite structured, you know, it's structured. <laughs> but at times it definitely can be demanding. In in all honesty. Okay. Thank you, Miss Sandra. Okay. Jamal says he needs sensitivity training. He's harsh. <laughs> okay. Jerome understands he shook his head. Go, go talk to go talk to Romy Rome because he is, you know, even though he, he is a jokester, but he about his business too. He don't play. Okay. You know, we play when it's time to play, but when it's time to work, you got to get it done. Hey, I think, and see, I think you, Jamal and Uncle Jerome, they have an understanding because they were, they were part, they were in the military. So they understand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Javon said he's the only employee. <laughs> he said they this. So he's harsh on himself. Kim, go ahead. <laughs> I've been told that I'm um I'm fair and consistent, but we can play, we can joke all day. But when it comes time to getting that work done, that work needs to get done because that's why we're here. So I'm very compassionate when it comes to life, when life happens and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we're here to do a job. So we gotta do what we gotta do to make sure we get the job done. There you go. Okay, so people are pretty pretty much the same all around here. Hey, it's nice to have fun and you know laugh and joke, but hey, we are this is why we're here. Um, uh, Antonio, listen, he loves he loves to you know laugh and joke as well or whatever. But it's, Sergeant Smith is at the helm. Let me tell you, okay, <laughs> when it's time to get this work done, hey, he says you know he he'll t- he tells you, he tells us all the time and he tells you hey. I don't care what you do. I, I'm all about results. So if if something if there's something I need you to do and you get it done in a certain amount of time and say I'm taking the rest of the year off, okay. But I like to see results. So that is that is the type of um, that's what it's like to work for him. And I'm telling you, he he he, he gives you he gives you chances, and he gives you chances to hang yourself. Okay, <laughs> he'd be like, okay, you know, because he doesn't forget anything. 
you know, he may not say anything about it, but it's always, it's always in the memory bank, you know, and so, and, but yeah, so it, it, it's great. It is, it's, it's great working for him. It's scary working for him, you know, people, especially adults say, listen, I know who you work for, so I'm gonna pray for you, whatever, but, <laughs> you know, but so it, it's really good. Okay. What is it like to work for me? So you got, you want to ask yourself that question. Anybody else want to chime in? What is it like to work for me? Go ahead, Ms. Adrian. They know that I'm going to be there. They, they know that they can trust me in anything. They know they can come to me in confidence. But like everybody just said, we have a job to do and we can do it. We're going to have fun. But they also know that I work from the bottom up from the Ritter to the Tudor. So my my janitor, my you know, the trash man is important to our company because if the trash don't get taken out and there's no toilet paper in the bathroom, you know, and, and all the way up. But they know at any given moment, I might just pull my sleeves up and get in there with them. And I get in the trenches and, and show them that I am there. That's who I am. And that's what that's what people usually say. And we have a really good time. And before you know it, it's time to go home. They didn't even realize that the whole damn day they don't work real hard and did everything they needed to do. And now it's time to go. And they like, well, dang, I don't want to leave. Amen. See you tomorrow. <laughs> that's always good. Look, that's what it's like. To work for me. <laughs> that's always good. Doing doing your job and having, you know, so much fun and a, and a great time and a great experience that when you look up, it's time to go home. That's really good. Okay. All right. Thank you, Miss Adrian. All right. Anybody else before we keep moving? What is it like to work for me? That's another question you want to ask yourself. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm oh. just coming back to the phone. Oh, go ahead, Dr. Sugar. What it's like to work for me, it's very interesting. Being a procrastinator, working for myself, it makes things more difficult than easy. But now when I'm at the ministry working conferences, feeding 250 people, I have a staff of six. The kitchen is no place to play, but it is a place to have fun. And unless you know that, you can have fun, but do the job, cut the celery, cut the carrots, you know, do what needs to be done. And my issue that I have is when I see your heart's not in the kitchen, I have no problem asking you to find another place to volunteer. Because see, if you're there volunteering, people have a different attitude. Well, I'm not getting paid for this. Well, then you can get out of the kitchen and go work in the bookstore. But other than that, they've made plenty of complaints, but they keep coming back. Every event we have, those that complain, now I'm actually having them have a position in the kitchen but yet and still at the beginning. So it's hard to understand. I can just do it myself, but then that's not dictating what needs to be done as a leader. And I like to be a leader, a good leader and show them if I'm not here, the next conference, I need this to be ran just like I'm here. Cause in the spirit, I'm in this kitchen and you're going to hear me and you'll hear my voice. And then you know you're not going to slack off on making that lemonade. Put seven scoops in, not five. So I have, I have a great time. <laughs> but in my own self, I kind of am getting over that spirit of procrastination. Like I had an order that should have went out Saturday, but now I'm on my way to the post office to mail it today. But anyway, I, that's what it is. But working with me, for me, or through me, it's a good fun thing, but there's a seriousness to it as well. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Sugar. Uh, Dee Marie, are you able to talk right now? Okay, I was trying to see. I, I just had a question for her, but it's okay. Uh, what I was going to say um, is, like what Dr. Sugar was saying, um, she wants stuff ran if she's not able to be there. She wants stuff ran just as if she was there and just as if she's talking to you. I don't know how many times. I was going to mess with Dee Marie. I don't know how many times Dee and I have been doing stuff because, you know, Antonio will <clears throat> go to different places and leave us in charge of the office and everything. And if it's something that, that we're getting ready to do, I can't speak for Deanna, but I know if it's something, something certain that, that specifically that I'm trying to do or whatever that I'm getting done, 
he is in he he is, is in my ear and I'm like oh my, you're not even hearing you talking to me what are you doing so <laughs> so and he would tell you himself uh the, the company the office runs better when he not here than when he is here <laughs> you know so thank you Dr. Sugar for that anybody else before we keep going I'm one of those bosses that need status updates you don't know how many times I just last week either reaching out to Deanna or Grace hey are we on top of this like that's just I think me and Antonio have that like Tommy we constantly need status updates yep you all are alike in that as well yes you can see because he again like Melissa Antonio is about results okay hey where you at on this you know and so that's good. That and that's what that's what you need. That's really is what is needed. So that in the event, you know, the status isn't great, the leader knows what to do to fix it and to get it going, get that person going in the right direction. All right. All right. Our next question. If we weren't already in this business, would we enter it today? That is a great question. Okay. And if not, what are we going to do about it? So the company that you're in now. The business that you have right now, if you weren't already in that business today, November 14th, 2022 is the day that this is being recorded. Would you enter that business today? Would you be in the same business that you're in that when you started that you're in? Would you be there right now? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And if the answer is no, there's no, okay. So there's nothing wrong with that. If you say no, but if you, if your answer is no, what are you going to do about it? That's the question. Okay. All right now. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens on that one. question. <laughs> yes, it is. It's on it. Go ahead. Okay. I thought it was okay. So, so yeah, you, you have to, it's, it's a tough question, but you have to ask yourself, would you, if, if you weren't already in the business that you're in now, would you be in it today as of this date? And if not, what are you going to do about it? That is a really good question. You know, if I'm, um, if I was in the, uh, if I'm in a TV business or something like that, if I'm in a radio business, what I be, if I had a radio business right now, <laughs> would I still be in it today? For me, the answer would be no, because <laughs> you know radio is, is kind of by the wayside because a lot of people are, are turning to podcasts. I saw you, Miss Adrian. I'm gonna get you. A lot of people are turning to podcasts, you know, and really with with tv you know a lot of people don't watch tv you know watch youtube watch streaming services you know so go ahead miss adrian kind of like piggybacking on what you are saying when you look at things that are what you do in right now relevant um and then you ask those questions that you've been asking that that's a way that you know like one okay i'm an author so with the one book, you know, how many times can you dupe the one book to make it relevant and then make it relevant for the next five to 10 years? You would have to say, okay, maybe I don't want to just be an, you know, maybe I don't want to be the book author. Maybe I want to be able to speak my book and then have some kind of a, you know, hologram jump out of it. And then, you know, you have to make, you have to do it different. So if you were to say, you look at it today and say, mm, it's great for maybe the next five to 10 years, but how can you be, you know, evergreen with a book, you know, like, so you'd have to say, okay, no, it can't just be the book. You'd have to, you know, relate yourself, like you said, make it a podcast, make it, make it a movie, make it, you know, make it something else, like take that and breathe life into it, but see it in 20 years, what, what would it do? more than likely, it would definitely have to change, you know, same concept, but the, I think the, the, as times evolve, things have to evolve, and so if we are going to be honest about our businesses, our businesses will have to evolve with the times, right, I don't know, well, see, I'm with Melissa, so, you know, I'm, I'm hooked up with Melissa, so I know I'm in good, I'm in good spirits, regardless of how I do the next 20, 30 years, because when she switched, we switched, you know, all, when the, right, when the tides rise, my boat going to be up, too, because I'm, I'm in right the now. water, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm in the water, That's it. stay in the boat. That's it, all right, well, there you go, rising tide, raise all ships, 
That's it. Thank you, Miss Adrian. Anyone else want to chime in on this question? Okay. All right, all right. Um, uh, the late Peter Drucker, who was a management expert and author, he posed a variation on this question to Jack Welch in the 1980s. And he said it, it inspired General Electric's fixed sale or close strategy for exiting or restructuring unprofitable businesses. So, you know, are you going to fix, sell, or close your business? If your answer is no, you know, if, if I went already in this business, I wouldn't, I wouldn't enter it today. Okay. Oh, uh, Dr. Sugar asked, did y'all get a chance, an opportunity to purchase the anthology that she's in? She's putting that in out there. I'll put that out there as well. If not, we're going to try and get, we're going to get the, uh, Dr. Sugar, if you can get the link and put that in the chat. All right. If we, if, if those of us, those of you who weren't able to get it, we can go and support our own uh, practice group economics like we always do. Okay. Anyone else have any thoughts on this question? Okay. All right. So our next question. What trophy do we want our, on our mantle? What trophy do we want on our mantle? And only you can answer that question because this is talking specifically about your company. What trophy do you want on your mantle? Okay. Antonio and if wants, you're an author, it's not a mantle. What uh, awards do you want on your book? There you go. Okay. So you have to make it relevant. This question relevant to your, <laughs> to your business. Okay. Melissa just said, what awards do you want on your book if you're an author? Okay. Uh, pertain that to your business. What type of trophy for your business do you want on your mantle? Um, like Antonio wants the trophy, $100 billion, okay, on his mantle, okay? That's his trophy, right? Because that's, he said, that's his goal so that he can give 80 to 90% of it away back, back to the people, right? That's a trophy for him. What trophy do you want? What awards do you want? Why are y'all quiet today? I know it's Monday. Come on, y'all. I know I know it's something y'all would like. I would like to have the trophy that said change lives forever and free, free many from abuse. Okay, that's good. Okay, so if y'all know, if y'all know Miss Sandra and have been following Miss Sandra and what it is that she really wants to do and how she wants to help those uh, those who have been abused, men, women, and children. Um, if you've you know, been following on Facebook, she, she goes live every Sunday at the same time, okay? I get a notification, okay? And <laughs> she does a great job. So, and, and that's what she talks about. She talks about it every time, you know? Um, and she's, she's going over uh, this book called The Mountain Is You and she's pertaining the book to people who have been abused. And it's it's in even if you're saying, oh, well, that's not me, so but you can still listen so that you can gain a perspective of how and what people are going through or have gone through, those abused victims who have been through that or are going through it now. She's helping those who have been and those who are going through it now and what they can do now to to heal, to help themselves, to help others. And so it's really good. I I, I encourage y'all to check it out. Okay. Sandra Lucky. I got to piggyback on that. I listened to it yesterday, right? Yeah. Now, I never even thought that I was abused. Listen to the same thing. I'm thinking, well, damn, I have been abused. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I did, it, sometimes we take abuse and we always make it like physical. Right. Or, you know, they, like they, they, they tell you, they beat you up with words and all that kind of stuff. I was actually checking myself yesterday like, dang. Okay. Oh, okay. But it was good. Very, very comfortable. She was, it was. very. Right. Sandra, you are you are someone that they will listen to. We will listen to. You know what I mean? I don't know about sitting there for three damn hours listening to you. Because I was like, damn, she's on there for real. Like she's she was. She was. I mean, it's three hours. She's really doing this thing. I'm like, all right, okay, hold up, Sandra. Like, but that was good. But if I was to say a mantle, I guess the bestseller, if on book wise, but I'm thinking more so customer loyalty. That's what that's what my mantle was say. Like that's good. She showed up. We know she was here. 
we felt her and she continued like everybody was saying earlier with the customer service and everything customer loyalty would be on my mantle that's good that's real good thank you miss adrian all right all right anyone else all right what 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 trophy do you want on your mantle or what awards do you want on your book or you know those things like that all right all right we've got about 10 more minutes so i'll keep going but again you know i was saying you know, this is class participation you know we're all talking so here we go our next question um okay so before that marcy uh, masur who is a digital marketer and brand strategist at msl group she explained not every business determines success the same way is growth most important to you profitability stability what's most important to your company okay so now let me see, I, now let's see if, if I if I have any more if anybody else who wanted to say you know chime in and say what's what's important to your business to your to you know for you that that that's your quote unquote trophy whatever's important to you and your company anybody want to chime in you know is you know like uh, Adrian said customer loyalty that's important to her she wants the people to know hey I'm in this with you. Okay, that's important to her. Anybody else? Okay. I would say, and it may sound strange, but it's true for Sandra in thinking about it being something that I can grasp. I would say that the company keeps moving because if you're moving, that makes a difference. We all have been to the small mom and pop areas downtown and they're just places that you just look at. You never go in it because it doesn't look like anything's moving. It doesn't look like it is, it doesn't look like it's active. And although it may be because nothing's moving you assume that it's either not in operation or it is closed during that time that you're there. So I would definitely say moving. I would want my company to be moving regardless of what's happening that is moving. All right, thank you, Ms. Sandra. All right, good, okay. Anybody else before we keep moving? Thank you, Dr. Sugar, for the link to your anthology book. Okay, our next question. Do we have bad profits? Do we have bad profits? Now, Jonathan Burns, author and senior lecturer at MIT, says some investments look attractive, but they also take the company's capital and focus away from its main line of business. So you have to ask yourself, do we have bad profits? That's a question you have to ask yourself, you know. Uh, externally and internally about your company specifically about your company so you you know answer that question only you can answer that question do we have bad profits well there's some investments that took took my focus away from you know the main focus of the company um the main line of the business so that's a question that you can ask uh, do you because people may not want to say you know on here yeah you know it had some bad profits or whatever but do you know of companies who have had some bad profits. I'm pretty sure we all do. Go ahead, Antoine. Uh, we were just talking about this in the boss meeting. Uh, FTX just went bankrupt. It, it was a uh, crypto exchange company. And um, Brother Josephus, he brought out that um, the CEO made a investment, took money out of the firm and made a bad investment. And now the company is going in bankruptcy. And wow. so, um, yeah, bad profits, bad, bad decisions can, can be very costly. So it's not only costly to him, but it's costly to the industry as a whole because people are already skeptical about it. And now they're looking at, you know, this billion dollar company now 
file in bankruptcy. So, um, but the technology is not going anywhere, even if people make bad decisions. Right. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Antoine. Um, Facebook. Mr. Zuckerberg had to lay off eleven thousand people. Now the question was, did he make a a, a, a wrong decision? And that alluded to that resulted in the company having to lay off eleven thousand people, or what was? I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of what happened, but that could be a question. You know, like if you got to lay off eleven thousand people, what happened? You know, was it a was it a, a crazy decision that had to be made? You know, that or that was made. And because of that, man, in order to, you know, stop uh, the hemorrhage or whatever that happened, we got to lay off 11,000 people so that we can get back to where we were, you know. So that's just a thought. Anybody else have any thoughts on this? Do you know if any other companies, you know, and you don't have to, you know, say the person or whoever the CEO was or whatever, but just like Mr. Antoine did, he they talked about it in a meeting, a certain company. Um, it's filing for bankruptcy because of a bad decision. So either we know of one or we may have done it ourselves with our companies. But um, uh, another person, and I'm not trying to be funny, I don't know how many times he went bankrupt, Donald Trump, but he kept going. I don't know if it was bad decisions, you know, you know, he made, you know, bad investments, things like that, but he was going bankrupt. But every time he get back up and go do another company. So you have to ask yourself that question. All right. Okay, before I keep going, what can you do to prevent making those bad investments? Or, you know, because uh, like, you know, at the time you're thinking that decision is, is, is the great decision and the, the, the best, next right move for your company. So what can you do not to ensure that, you know, that it wasn't, but to, I don't know what's the word, somebody can help me out but um have you done your research on the investment that you're trying to do there you go I, I, knew, I knew okay i knew it was you have to research you can't go with the gut decision there you go you know one you don't want to ever invest anything you're not willing to lose so if you're investing 100 of your company's profit be prepared to lose 100 of your company proper profit there you go. I know it was either going to be Melissa, Mr. Phil, or Rome Rome, okay? Let's <laughs> go help you out with that one, okay? But that is some sound advice. Please, you always got to be prepared. Yeah, if and I've, I've heard Melissa say that, and I've heard Antonio say that as well. Um, and I believe, Mr. Phil, also, you've got to be prepared to lose whatever you're deciding to invest in. And that, that will determine, okay, do I really want to do this, you know? And please do the research on the investment, okay? Antonio... It, if not anything, he shows us all the time, hey, this is this is the due diligence I'm doing for this investment to see what what this, you know, in order for this to be a great investment for me, these are the things that are going to have to happen. And so you have to do that as well. All right. Here's a little and here's a little thing for your research. If a company is legit, they'll have a company uh, profile or a company website. This is different from what you normally see if you go to the product website, that will have all their financial statements, that will have all their legal statements, that's gonna have all their, are they giving you a return on your money and how quickly? Trading Press has to have this. If they're, if they're on the stock market, is a have to. If they're a legitimate company, they should. If not, you can ask for all those documents. All right. Okay. Thank you. Go. Thank you so much, Melissa, for that. Um, I'm going to stop right there for today. Like I said, it's a lot more questions. I knew Antonio, he told me, y'all not going to get through all these questions today. I said, okay, <laughs> no worries. So we're going to stop right there and we'll pick back up um, on tomorrow uh, from there. Um, if he decides that he's going to be on, then, then he'll be on running it. If not, then I'll be back. And, and we'll be going through the rest of the questions. But um, like Deanna said earlier, for those of you who weren't on um, earlier uh, at the beginning of the call, uh, Antonio, his mother transitioned on yesterday. And so we're asking that you please keep 
him and the family, him, his, his kids, uh, Monique and Deanna, uh, in your, in your prayers, send some positive, positive light, love, energy, their way. Um, Deanna was saying that, uh, he really, he, he misses his mom, which is very understandable. And so we are definitely, uh, going to do our part and do what we can as far as sending those positive things, positive vibes, positive energy, hugs, light, love, their way. All right. Um, today. One more, one mm -hmm. more thing before we leave, since Arshia is not on the call this morning, mm -hmm. if we can send her a little love because she's one of the Trant authors. This is very hard to do, by the way, to get your book into Target. They are very choosy and picky which books they have. And Arshia was one of the books chosen. All right, all right. Yes. So I want to send her some love. That is great. Woo! Great. Yes. All right. Marvelous. Marvelous. Yes, well, congratulations to Arcia. okay? It's a, a great feat. If you said, yeah, it's, <clears throat> Target is very choosy and her book got picked up. That is that is wonderful. So congratulations to Miss Arcia. Spontaneous queen. That means she's the Target. <laughs> yes it is here's how cheesy they are they only carry 800 books on their website at all times oh wow okay out of the millions of books that are out there they only carry 800 so oh. arshia is one of the 800 so well way to go arshia all right well good deal uh, mr phil are you able to speak at this time okay yeah real quick Okay. Yeah, we're on for tonight. All right. Well, we are on for tonight, ladies and uh, systems. Jim. We're recovering systems. Don't. There we go. Okay. So we encourage everyone to come on at 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific for the Let's Study a Book. This book is really good. The E-Myth Revisited. I'm telling you. It's really good and it can help. It can help everyone in their businesses. It's a great book. And if you don't have the book, no worries. If you want to order the book, you can. You want to go to the bookstore and get it, you can. But we're listening to the audio book uh, that's on YouTube. And so that way everybody can follow along. Um, and then at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, we've got the Humor Consultant Show, a.k.a. Wins and Challenges. So come on, bring your wins so we can celebrate with you and your challenges so we can help you to turn those challenges into wins. All right, ladies and gents, we hope you have an amazing day. Also, again, please uh, keep Antonio and his family in, in your prayers. And we love you all. Everyone, again, having a great, have a great day. You can plant better. You can dominate. Love you, everyone. Love you more. All right. Y'all take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.